This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Tired of waiting for colonization? Does the earth seem way too boring with all its problems and mosquitoes? Well, have no fear. It's time to take matters into your own hands and build your own planet. But before you start reaching for the cosmic glue and glitter, there are a few things you'll need to consider. Let's start our ultimate DIY project. First of all, we need to choose a location. Every planet has to orbit a star, right? In a cosmic buffet, every star has its own unique flavor. To keep things organized, astronomers use the so-called stellar classification system. The massive stars are the divas of the cosmos. They're huge, bright, and are always stealing the spotlight. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows. They have a short lifespan, burning out super fast, like a candle. They also have huge gravity. So be careful that your planet doesn't get sucked in. The dwarf stars, on the other hand, may be small, but they make up for it with their stamina. They can burn for trillions of years, which means that their planets have plenty of time to develop life. Super hot stars are blue or white ones, while the cold stars are usually red or orange. Yeah, seems like it should be the other way around, but we're not the ones making the rules. So what do we choose? Well, the planets around the blue and white stars could be scorched and fried, like a crispy chicken nugget. On the other hand, with cool red stars, our planet may turn into an ice ball. If that's your preference, then sure. But you can always pick a nice middle ground, a yellow star like our sun, for example. Not too cold, not too hot, but just right. Now that you've picked the star, let's start building the planet. The heart of the planet is its core. The core creates a magnetic field, an invisible force that protects a planet from harsh cosmic rays and charged particles. If it weren't for this field, the planet would be fried by the star's radiation, like a well-done burger. But the magnetic field isn't always a force for good. On some planets, like Jupiter, it's so strong that it creates super intense radiation belts and some crazy weather. If you were hoping to use a compass to find your way around on such a planet, forget it. The magnetic field would have the needle spinning like a breakdancer on caffeine. So, if you pick a small light core, the planet will have less protection from solar radiation, like tanning without sunscreen. On the other hand, larger cores can generate more heat, which can lead to more volcanic activity and earthquakes. The best option is a medium-sized core made mostly of iron and nickel. Enough to keep the bad things away, but not too strong to turn a planet into a cosmic hot potato. Once the heart is in place, we can move on to the next step. Hogars, uh, sorry, planets, are like onions. They have layers. Most planets have three main layers, the core, the crust, and the mantle. The core is the filling, as we've already discussed. 
The mantle is like a hot and gooey layer of caramel between the crust and the core. And the crust is like a thin layer of icing on a planetary cake, covering its surface. But not all planets are built the same way. Because of that, we have tons of options. First up, we have the gas giants, the big boys of the universe. In our solar system, it's Jupiter and Saturn. They don't have a crust at all. They're basically huge balls of gas, like hydrogen and helium, hence the name. Next, we have the ice giants, like Uranus and Neptune. They're like younger, cooler siblings of gas giants. These planets don't really have a solid surface, but it's not pure gas either. They're made mostly of water, ammonia, and methane ice. There are also ocean worlds, and no, they aren't made of pure water. They do have some kind of solid surface, but it's located so deep, and the ocean on their surface is so huge that it kind of does look like a giant water drop. Finally, we have terrestrial planets, like the Earth. They're made mostly of rock and metal. These planets have a surface to stand on and usually come with a cool mineral collection. And let's not forget about the dwarf planets, the small but mighty. Pluto is probably the most famous one, but there are others in our solar system. Eris, Ceres, Haumea, and so on. They're the scrappy underdogs of the planetary world, always trying to prove their worth, but never making it to full-fledged planets. Which type do you like the most? Gas giants are probably the coolest ones with their enormous sizes, crazy winds, and scary lightning. We also need to create an atmosphere. It's the outer layer of a planet that plays a huge role in its climate and weather. It's also the planet's ultimate protector. Did you know that 90 to 95% of meteors burn up in the Earth's atmosphere? Imagine what would happen if they didn't. Dense and hazy atmospheres, the ones you'll find on places like Venus, have thick layers of carbon dioxide and sulfuric acid. In other words, it's not a planet, but an oven. It's so hot that you could cook a pizza on its surface in no time and get cooked yourself. Next, we have thin and wispy atmospheres, like on Mars. The thin layer of carbon dioxide makes its surface pressure about 1% that of Earth's. On planets like these, you could fly like a superhero if you had a good enough jetpack. Then we have mixed atmospheres, like the one on Earth. The layers of nitrogen, oxygen, and other gases create the perfect conditions for life as we know it. It's also where we get to enjoy sunny days, rainbows, and of course, water. And last but not least, exotic atmospheres. You'll find them on planets like Neptune, where the layers of hydrogen, helium, and methane create a blue-colored world that looks like a giant marble. They're super weird and unusual, so just perfect for creative planet builders. Almost done. The final question is, would you like your planet to have life on it? In that case, there are some things you should consider. For example, it should be located in the habitable zone. This is the sweet spot around a star where conditions are just right for liquid water to exist on the surface. Make sure your planet isn't too close or too far from its star. And don't forget about the temperatures. For example, you'll want a good amount of oxygen for a planet to be nice and warm 
but not too much that everything spontaneously combusts. Of course, we need some water, but not too much, and a stable climate. You don't want your planet to be going through extreme swings in temperature or moisture. That's a recipe for extinction, not evolution. Oh, and the orbit should be stable, so that there are no major astronomical events that could throw things off. As you can see, this type of planet is very picky. No wonder it's so hard to find extraterrestrial life. Anyway, now that we've finished messing around in the planet creation editor, how do we even build it? Well, how about terraforming? It's when we deliberately alter a planet's atmosphere, temperature, and other conditions to make it habitable for humans and other Earth-based life forms. For example, we could release greenhouse gases on Mars to warm up the planet and create a thicker atmosphere. But this method is more like polishing a monstrosity that was given to you by a character randomizer. What about building from scratch? That's something straight out of sci-fi. But maybe in the future, we could do that, using large-scale 3D printing for nanotechnology. We could create the basic structure and then add all the necessary conditions for life to exist. Of course, all this is still purely theoretical. But while creating a planet artificially is still a long way off, there are many creative ideas and concepts being explored by scientists and sci-fi writers. Who knows what the future might hold for the possibility of creating new worlds. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.